Nick Ruffin, your host. Want to welcome you back to another week um, to these bonus episodes that we're doing on the Series Car Perspectives. Man, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, this is a Christian podcast on all major platforms, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If, if you've been with us week over week since we started this thing in 2019, welcome back. Um, if you've been listening this past month, 2021, a lot of bonus episode, bonus content extending from our previous series, and today's going to be no different, and really bringing some amazing guests uh, to you all for these final two episodes of, of Perspectives Extended Cut, and I just want to introduce you all uh, to Pastor Manny, and I'm going to let him tell a little bit about himself and what he does, and we're going to jump right into this thing. Pastor Manny, the floor is yours. Nick, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm honored to uh, to be a guest with you today, uh, man. I am, uh, man. Who, man? Bios are always hard, right? Telling people what you do is always really, really difficult. I'm a pastor. Uh, I was on full time staff at a church for. I was a full time youth pastor for about a decade. Did a lot of young adult ministry, college age ministry, youth ministry. Currently, right now, I travel and preach for the most part. Um, travel, traveling ministry is kind of the bulk of what we do. Um, because of COVID-19, uh, travel looked a little weird. So we got really, 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 uh, what I would say, we got innovative and started doing a bunch of like online resourcing for people. Um, sure. I jumped into a doctoral program and started and realized I was really passionate about biblical literacy, helping yeah. people to understand the Bible for themselves. As a preacher, a lot of what I do is I catch fish for people, right? But as this as this old African proverb says, right? If I if if I uh, catch fish for someone, they eat for the day. But if I teach them how to fish, they can eat for a lifetime. So yeah, yeah. we kind of transitioned uh, in 2020 from doing a lot of like on stage preaching to helping people to feed themselves the word of God. So started focusing a lot on biblical literacy, helping people read through the Bible, understand the Bible um, so that they would, they would, yeah. Th so they would need, need me less and less. Right. I think <laughs> yeah. that's counterintuitive, right? We always, we're always looking for job security. And I think sometimes in looking for job security, mm -hmm. when it comes to ministry, you can kind of become a crutch for people. And um, man, I've been in the ministry my whole life. I got ordained at 21 and uh, man, it, I would hate to realize at the end of my ministry life that I was a crutch for people. So helping people to not need me, right? Which yeah, yeah. is not very pastoral. Most pastors like to be needed, right? They need mm -hmm. to be needed. And so trying to break out of that rhythm and trying to help people yeah. to be self-sufficient followers of Jesus, independent right? Like independent followers of Jesus. And uh, I think if you do it well, people do still need you. It's just not for the stuff that they needed you for when they were a spiritual infant. Now that they're an adult, yeah. you know, like all of us, our relationships yeah. with our parents change once we get older, right? Yeah, exactly. So the same relationship I had with my parents when I was six, not the relationship I have now that I'm a grown adult. So I think the more mature people get, their relationship with their pastor begins to change. And so, yeah, that's been 2020 for us, helping people to really, really, really embrace God's word, love the Bible, read the Bible for themselves and understand the Bible for themselves and be empowered. So that's been a lot of what we've been able to do. 
Awesome. Awesome. I, I think all that is amazing. It really, really brings us to the first question, right? And a um, awesome. little bit, little bit ahead of the question, but I think you brought up some, uh, a really good point in that this, this spiritual maturity, right? Going yeah. from, let me feed you, let me feed you, let me feed you. And then let me teach you how to go find food, understand which food is good and what food you should probably stay away from. Like you For don't need sure. me That's to tell good. you, <laughs> you don't always need the pastor to tell you what to stay away from. We should be sure. able to get to that point. And I wonder, like we, we brought up 2020 and I think that's a, a big piece of this series um, is looking back to go forward. Yep. And as a pastor, I, I, I would love to know when you look at kind of the, we'll, we'll call it the human condition and put it in perspective with 2020. Did you see like this abnormal? Because in my mind, I guess I feel like people probably in 2020 either were really mad at God or they were really trying to find God. Like it was one of the two. It was extreme. Sure. It wasn't like it really wasn't a year to be kind of lukewarm, so to speak. No, no not at all. <laughs> so and I, uh, I think know. I think 2020 revealed um, who this is getting deep. All right. I yeah, think. Yeah. One of the problems, Kay, that I think we have in church, in American church, okay. when you replace evangelism with marketing, Jesus now becomes a product that you're advertising instead of a call to do what Jesus said, which is take up your cross and follow him, which means we end up with a lot of converts, but not a lot of disciples. And um, when Jesus becomes a product, now we set people up to be disappointed. Jesus didn't fix my anxiety, so I'm leaving. Jesus didn't fix my depression, so I'm leaving. You know, the pastor told me if I tithed, I would be blessed, you know? And so Jesus didn't do what I wanted him to do. So where's my 30-day guarantee? Where's my money-back guarantee? I think we've done a good job of selling Jesus. Yeah. We've done a bad job of evangelism. True yeah. evangelism is a call to discipleship. And I think that for, for you to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It means that we walk with Jesus through hills, valleys, highs, lows, ups, downs, good times and the bad. And 2020 did a good job of revealing, all right, who are the converts and who are the disciples? Yeah, yeah. Who are the people who are just here because this is another form of self-help or mm -hmm. this is another escape. Church is just another escape. You you go to church the same way you go to Target. You know, my wife like walks around Target to relieve stress. You know, it's like we treat church like that. And we have mm. people who um, are just as dysfunctional after five years of being in church as they were when they first got in church. And uh, it's but they're in, as, long, as long as they're in church. And I think that being having to watch services online, having to be faithful even when life got difficult, even in the face of unemployment or in the face of loved ones getting COVID. I actually think that um, God did a shaking in 2020 to really get people who, the people who can't be shaken weren't shaken. And the people who understood that their life was shaky, they got it together fast. You know what I mean? They were like, I, 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 need, a, I, need, a, I need to figure this out. Yeah. And I think if you're gonna be a disciple, then yeah, discipleship means that your relationship with church and your relationship with organized 
religion, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean mm-hmm. that in a good way, like or, churches organized religion. Um, that your relationship with those institutions begin to change when you're a disciple. When you're a disciple, you're literally asking what I can do for my church, not what my church can do for me. Yeah. Instead of being a consumer, you become a contributor. And I think that's when everything changes, everything. I think that as Americans, we don't realize the air that we breathe. It's culture, right? It's hard for a fish to know that they're in water because for fish, that's their normal environment. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're an American, we live, eat, breathe. We we consume uh, capitalism. We live it. We breathe it. We... Our world functions on customer service, on advertising. That's just the world that we live in. And so our churches tend to (laughs) be that way, right? Because our churches are a product of American culture, our churches are very marketing heavy, advertising heavy. We we just do it. We don't even know we're doing it, right? It's not like we're doing it maliciously or with ill intent. We don't even know that the things that we're doing, we advertise and sell like second nature because we're just American, right? It's just very second nature for us. And I think we can get in this habit of, you know, oh, somebody's anxious, offer them Jesus. Oh, that person's depressed, offer them Jesus. It's almost like Jesus becomes the solution for everyone's problem. And at the end of the day, that's really dangerous because... John the Baptist, right? Let's think about John the Baptist. John the Baptist sends word to Jesus. This is a really, really fascinating passage of scripture. John the Baptist is in prison and he's frustrated and he sends word to Jesus and he says, um, he sends his disciples to Jesus and says, are you the Messiah or should we look for somebody else? I think that for every follower of Jesus, there's going to be a moment where Jesus says, I am Lord and you're going to be depressed. Like I'm not fixing it. Like, I'm just, I am not the solution to all your problems. I am your savior. And the number one thing I came to save you from is sin and hell. And that is the one thing that we're focused on. And I need you to follow me. Whether you're in a prison, I need you to follow me. Whether you're unemployed, I just need you to follow me. Wherever you are, I need you to pick up your cross and I need you to follow me. And I just think we've done we've done a disservice. We, we have created a product out of, out of a God. And for a lot of people, I think they see God as their genie. And that's the problem <laughs> because God is not their genie. He's their God. And we think if we stroke the lamp the right way and sing the right songs and pray the right prayers, God will give us our wishes. And I think it takes a year like 2020 for God to say, hey, John, you're in prison. You're going to get beheaded and I'm still the Messiah. I'm not going to rescue you from that jail cell. And I'm still the Messiah. Whether you're disappointed or not does not change whether or not I am God. And I think there's a lot of people who I have to be able to say whether a family member got healed from COVID or didn't, God is God. Whether the person, whether my wife is unemployed or got a job, God is still God. And I actually think you don't know, you don't know if you're a disciple until you have to walk through circumstances that you'd rather not walk through. And um, 
man, yeah. So I think 2020 was good for the church. It's good for for us to to realize like who's actually a disciple of Jesus for real, for real. Like who are the people who are going to sacrifice? Who are the people who are selfless? Who are the individuals who are in this thing and committed to following Jesus and not just attracted to the stuff that Jesus can do? Yeah, and that, I think all of that is is amazing because when you really think about it, um, in perfect example is 2020, right? Like we got to a point in 2020, I think we all said it to some degree. I can't wait for this year to be over. <laughs> like it was almost like we thought January 1st, 2021, it was going to be just snap of the fingers by COVID, by political issues, by racial issues. We're in a new year. and Not so we, much. We, right. And we, we saw this literally a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I remember it was uh, January 8th, I believe it was, and my phone popped up and it said 4,000 people in a single day died from COVID. Yep. Um, two days before that, we saw what happened to the U.S. Capitol. Yep. I mean, we just five days ago uh, inaugurated a new president and everything we felt in 2020 was still in January of 2021. Yeah. And so it, you know, it's this, you know, I, I and the the funniest thing, and I and I want to get into this too a little bit, especially around some of those issues we just mentioned. Um the the evangelical approach to 2020 was just this, you know, it was these these prayers, especially with the political landscape. You know, it was yeah. I was, it was funny to me to listen to white evangelicals around election day and then black evangelicals. And, and some of them were really upset and some of them were really happy, but they were both saying Jesus. And I'm thinking somebody got, somebody's wrong here. Or they're <laughs> like, both wrong. Or they're both wrong. And that's usually, that was my, for like, we're so focused on like, who's the savior here? Like, which, cause it seemed like on one hand, we think this candidate is and then on the other hand we're acting like this candidate is but we've both forgotten the central theme of who is who whose shoulders does the government rest on like yeah and that was kind of the kind of step back perspective of christianity in 2020 whether you're white black brown blue doesn't matter it, it was just this and to your point we found out for real for real who were the real players and who were the the fake players. Um, and, and it was crazy to see that. But even when you think about like 2020, because people, you know, we're going into February here in a few days. And I would imagine that people still have some 2020, I like to say residue still on them. Um, they can't shake it. They won't, they don't want to shake it quite honestly. Yeah. They don't know how to shake it. Like, what do you, what do you tell people? Like, man, pastor, I, I just can't get over 2020. I mean, I, I can't do it. And you know, they're holding on to it for some reason, but for those that are listening, it might be you, but I would love to know like your perspective on that 2020 residue and what to do with it. I think first of all, we have to figure out what that residue is like, if that's fatigue, maybe it's actual real fatigue, maybe 2020 was emotionally taxing for you. I know that's true for me. 2020 was an emotionally draining year. 
So if that residue is just fatigue, then you honestly, you may need to take a vacation. And even if it's not long, even if it's two days, three days, a weekend, and get away from your phone, turn, turn your notifications off, shut your phone off. If it's fatigue, now that's real. Their anxiety and overthinking, which we saw an increase of in 2020, for your own mental health, you may need a sabbatical, right? We, we actually may need an extended period of Sabbath. So I actually think a wise thing to do to distance yourself from the residue of 2020, it may be a weekend, but it may be a, you may need 10 days alone. You, you may, you may need to go on a vacation. Um, that's just real. You, you may need to do a fast. That's, I did a 40 day fast in the middle of 2020 that when, when I was fasting, I, I did no solid foods for 40 days, only liquids for 40 days. I, I was not concerned. While I was fasting, I was not concerned. I wasn't concerned with any racial unrest. I was not concerned with any of the political issues in our country. I, I just wasn't concerned because I didn't, have the, I didn't have it to give. I was focused on what the prayers that I needed God to answer in that moment. And so I think of, of a fast, most churches fast in January anyway, this may be a year. If you have thought to yourself, uh, you know, I, I don't need to do that. You know, uh, no, you may really need to, you may need to go on an extended, if you can't get away or go on a vacation, you really may need to go on a fast. Um, even if, even if you said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fast from social media and TV, or maybe I'm, I'm just going to fast from sun up to sundown, or I'm going to do one meal a day. It doesn't need to be anything extreme, but fasting is a great way to cleanse your spirit, cleanse your soul. You know, the, the world loves to do detoxes. Well, your spirit needs detoxing, right? And a detox isn't just a juice cleanse. A detox is when you fast and you pray and you set aside 21 days to be alone with the Lord or 14 days or 40 days or whatever, you know, that stuff begins to clean out. What happens is our souls, all the stuff that's happening in the world, that stuff gets attached to your soul. And, and maybe you went through a bad breakup or maybe a loved one died in 2020 and you need to mourn. You need to, you need to actually have not just a physical funeral, but you need to have a spiritual funeral for that thing. Put it in the ground, lay it to rest so that you can actually move on to, for what God move on to what God has for you. So I think sometimes it's just about a Sabbath. I need an extended Sabbath. I need an extended sabbatical. You may need an actual vacation. You may need to go, go check into a hotel somewhere and just relax and rest. I think for a lot of us, you may need to fast. That is, hey, I'm going to put myself in a spiritual bubble and I'm going to fast and pray and I'm going to do the work to actually rid my soul of the toxins that have kind of built up over time in a stressful year. Uh, this is a time where you may need a prayer partner. You may need to go through the Bible. Like, hey, I'm going to go through a Bible reading plan. I would say that there's, there's some real things that you can do to help to get rid of that residue that you feel. But Nick, you're right. The calendar changing doesn't mean anything if you're the same, okay? The, the date changing on the calendar means nothing 
if you are not different, and by the same you, we mean the same mindset or the same habits or the same, uh, the, just the, the same worries, the same stress, you want to bring a new you into your new year. And I think there are some spiritual practices you may need to put in place to help, uh, to help birth a new you and to have a new perspective. Um, so yeah, I, I would, my big two is I would say you may need a real vacation. You may need to really get away. Um, and, and you may be saying, well, I can't afford to do that. Um, look, we, we, you find, you find, we are good at finding the resource to do the things that we really prioritize and your soul may really need a break, like a break, um, that you may want to delete some social media apps off your phone. You may want to go on a break. It just may be too much. You may be addicted to your phone. That's, that's it's causing you serious anxiety and depression. And you may really need a fast going, whether it's 14 days or 21 days or 30 days or 40 days. You may want to, you may want to like turn your plate down and allow the Lord to like do some serious, deep spiritual work in you to really separate yourself from all the drama of 2020. Because to be quite honest, we need you strong. The church isn't complete without you. And we need you strong. We need you at full strength. And um, there's a great Abraham Lincoln quote. He said, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first four hours sharpening my ax. And um, you got to ask the question right now, are you trying to cut with a, with a blade that's just not sharp? Um, and, and you may be spending hours and hours and hours on tasks every day. And you just don't have the sharpness to, to, to cut down that tree that you've been trying to cut down. And you would realize that actually what Sabbath does, what rest does, what fasting does, that helps to sharpen that blade so that when you approach your work or when you approach your ministry or when you approach your career, that blade is actually doing less work. Um, your muscles are doing less work because your tool is actually sharpened. All of that is amazing in the sense that sometimes we just don't see the simple practicality in things, right? We think, oh, I got to take a vacation. Oh, that means I have to go on this five-day cruise and I got to find all this money. No, a vacation might be you go down the street to the hotel room and you just check in oh, yeah. for a 100%. couple of days 100%. and just take yourself away from your house because you've been yep. there for six, seven, eight, nine months. Depending yep. on where you live, you might still be there because other places are way more locked down than where me and you are. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the the concept of fasting, again, we we take it into this complex thing. Um, you know, I, I, I remember I made a post once that, you know, when it comes to like obedience and following God, we, we try to make it into this complex math equation. Like it's yeah. pre-calculus and God just says it's like one plus one sometimes. Like... like he didn't add the variables. He didn't add all of these things. Um, but, you know, and I hope for, for people that are listening, you, you really keyed in on one thing here. And I, and I would kind of holistically bring that together in prioritizing. Like when you think about 2020, you didn't have the opportunity to prioritize because it was all stripped away from you. <laughs> like, for sure. You couldn't do the luxuries you wanted to do. You couldn't travel. You couldn't go to the movies you couldn't do you know at, at one point you couldn't go out to eat 
Like, you know, God bless anybody that didn't know how to cook. I hope you like got a YouTube video or something in 2020 to learn how to do that because these things were just stripped away one by one. But now that things are going to be coming back, we have to remember priority. And I love what you said. Like, if you really want to do it, you'll find a way. Like if your girlfriend sure. or your boy called you and said, man, we tend to take this cruise in June. Man, I didn't got no money for no cruise, bro. We got to go. Sis, we got to go. You will yeah. make a way to find out <laughs> something going to be past due for that cruise. So for sure. think about making those priorities and getting in that relationship with God, um, especially this year, because I feel like 2020 was like you said, that kind of that wake up call for a lot of us to say, man, do I really have this relationship right with him? Or do I yep. even need to do, I need to stop tiptoeing because we're seeing death. We're seeing all these things. And I mentioned it in a previous episode, but man, for me, 2020 perspective, it, it started with Kobe. It really did because yeah, that's real. we didn't see that coming and we don't really see anything coming, but that particular one, like, Oh, yeah, it was thing, the beginning of the what, <laughs> what? Dude, I remember the Sunday he died. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was. I was in Oklahoma. I was preaching in Oklahoma City. I was preaching at Church of the Harvest in Oklahoma City. And I walked off stage. Uh, it was maybe like two or three o'clock. I was still at the church. And an intern came around the corner and was like, Kobe Bryant died. And me and the uh, pastor that I was with was like, stop joking. Stop playing. Like, that's ridiculous. They took me to the airport and I remember sitting in the airport and it was like that at that point, the full story had come out. Oh dude. I remember exactly where I was. I think that's a moment almost like nine 11, bro. Like everyone remembers where they were when Kobe died. Like, like, yeah, you're right. That is, that was the beginning of like, uh Oh, like, and it just, it just kept spiraling down from there. spiraling down nick it kept spiraling down oh man yeah and it, it yeah it, it was just like and i remember joking with a friend we were like man was kobe holding the world together <laughs> like, yeah. going on? i mean it was it, it was just surreal and it was you know for me I, i'm a huge basketball fan yeah but I, I was an even bigger kobe fan of course so for for me i mean i got posters hanging up like a little frames autograph thing and and all of that and i had the shoes and this was i mean this was my you know i at my age i was um i watched jordan yeah. growing up but i i watched kind of the tail end of jordan's career i, I was i was in chicago for the 90s mm -hmm. and all of that but kobe was the first one i watched from start yeah. to finish i saw his whole everything yeah. And it, it was just this surreal and, and not even just him, but his daughter and everybody involved. And yeah. It was just, it was just surreal. But when I tell you it, that was the beginning of perspective. Like, man, he's only three years older than me. Like, whoa. And just like that yeah. in an instant. And, and it really starts to put into that perspective of, Man, we have, we don't know the time while we're here. Yeah. But while we're here, what can we yeah. do? And so I would love, like, even with that same vein, like, here we are 2021. 
end of January, where if you listen to this, you got through the first 25 days. Congratulations. Yeah. Heat, heat check, day 25. Where do we go from here, people? Like, that's the question. Like, where do we keep going? Where do we keep pushing? Because all the things we dealt with in 2020 are still here. Yep. They're, they're still here for now, right? We're we're believing and we're praying and we're going to continue to, you, you know, we know God is in control. And I love how you said that earlier. When you think about 2021 and continuing to push forward, you know, we talked a lot about the vacation and, and fasting and just this this self-care concept, which I think is so key. And a lot of people realize that in 2020. But what other advice would you give people continuing their 2021? They might be walking with eggshells, you know, like when you um, I'm going to use a pool analogy, even though I can't swim. I just revealed to the world I don't know how to swim and I'm almost. Fine. I don't either. Okay. It's fine. That's OK. We're in the we're in the club. But you're almost like you're putting that toe in the pool. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's 2021. I'm still kind of moving because, you know, we go to a new year. Everybody, new year's resolution, new me, new year. You don't feel a lot of that. It's a lot of, eh, we'll see how 20, we we want a 30-day trial on 2021. We'll see how it works out. And then maybe we'll we'll sign up for it, you know. But as we bring this to a close, like what advice would, what more advice would you give? Because you've already dropped so many knowledge bombs for them already, but what else would you tell them as they continue forward in their 2021? Here, here's the deal. I had a phenomenal 2020. All right. Let me just let the cat out of the bag because I was focused on the assignment that God put on my life for that year. And at the end of the day, uh, Donald Trump was not going to stop the assignment that God placed on my life for that year. No racist in hell, heaven, or earth was going to stop the assignment that got. And, and at the end of the day, the, the, the enemy cannot stop me, but he certainly can frustrate me if I allow him to frustrate me. And I think you've got to have that kind of like, I would just say stubborn resolve. Like you are not going to frustrate me. I'm not going to give you the like okay i was my wife this is a great analogy my wife is a goofball my wife likes to bother me but she only likes to bother me if she's successful at bothering me so she'll start to flick at me and if i ignore her and i mean if i completely ignore her she doesn't get any joy out of actually doing the action she only gets joy out of my reaction she only gets joy when i'm like come on chill that is what she's living for. And the enemy's the same way. <laughs> the enemy doesn't get any pleasure out of bothering you. He only gets pleasure when what he's doing to bother you actually bothers you and elicits a response. And so 2020, pff, I, I've, I've never really uttered a word of complaint about 2020 because there's nothing that happened that was going to deter me from what God had assigned me to do that year, period. There's nothing that happened in our world that made it any more, that changed the assignment. It did not change the mission that I was on. And I think that when you know I'm on a mission uh, and I'm here to do one thing, I'm, I'm, and when you know, look, I've written out some goals. Like for instance, Nick, somebody reached out to me at the, at the very end of 2020, so December, and they said, my goal, and, and this was, 
because I, I send out mass text messages to everybody who's a subscriber for our ministry. And I ask people, what's your faith goal this year? And I got thousands of responses of people telling me their faith goal. In this one uh, young woman, she texts back and she said, my goal is for my uh, boyfriend to propose to me. And I was like, well, sweetheart, let me tell you why that's a terrible goal. That's a bad goal because that goal is dependent upon another human being that you have zero control over. And not, your goals cannot be dependent upon other people or upon political policies or on the climate or the weather or anything. Your goals have to involve you and God. Like the only thing I need to accomplish these goals are me being focused and disciplined and God coming through in the clutch. If I let up whatever's happening in the world dictate my goal, then, then, woo, that's not a good goal. And so for us, we started 2020. I quit my job in December of 2019. Quit my job. No more direct deposit. Quit my job, okay? And was like, look, We've been doing speaking engagements for about two years now. I'm believing that God is going to provide for my family, for my mortgage, for everything we need by me traveling and speaking. Well, that was awesome for three months. January, February, and March, that went great. And then 25 speaking engagements canceled in one day because everything that I, I put all my eggs in the traveling and speaking basket. And because of COVID, I couldn't get on airplanes and I couldn't go speak to large gatherings of people. That is how I provided for my family. But that obstacle didn't change the mission. That obstacle didn't change the goal. The goal was to reach 100,000 people. The goal was to minister to X amount of churches. The goal remained the goal. So now we have to figure out, okay, we got to buy cameras. We got to figure out how we're going to get a studio set up at the crib. We got to convert the garage into a studio. We got to start live streaming because the goal remains the goal. If the goal is a God-given goal, the obstacles don't change the goal. And I think for a lot of people, they're just not operating with God-given goals. When you have a God-given goal, whatever he starts, he'll sustain. So if he started it and you know a pandemic wasn't a, a problem, once the pandemic becomes the problem, he'll sustain it as long as you keep your eyes focused on whatever the goal is. So to me, you need to go into 2021. We ain't on no 30-day trial. Baby, it's 2021. Time ain't waiting for nobody. Time is not waiting. If you think you can just ride it out, no, 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 no. You better attack this year full of purpose, full of vision. Attack this year full of energy. What, what you cannot just waste a, a year of your life. No, I'm gonna be better after this than before this. I'm sorry. I I'm not sitting around wasting time. Even yeah, you better focus on what God has assigned for you. Maybe you're the person that's supposed to help your family break some generational curses this year. Maybe God has assigned you to minister to the people that you live in a home with. Maybe this is the year that God has called you to write a book. Maybe this is the year that God has called you to get into some counseling. 
Because at this point, there are so many therapists and counselors that are doing virtual counseling. Maybe this is your year. Maybe you had all these excuses as to why you couldn't get your mental health straight. And now there's an actual way for you to grab your laptop and sit down with a therapist and get that straight. Whatever your goals are, please don't use 2020 or 2021 or COVID or racism as an excuse to not accomplish what God has, has, has actually put in front of you for you to accomplish. David did not look at Goliath as a reason to not be successful. Actually, David looks at Goliath as an opportunity to go from nobody to becoming the king. So I just go giants and obstacles and mountains. Are you kidding me? What good is it if you've been in church all this time and you can't face an obstacle or a giant or a mountain? Our Bible is full of giants, full of, full of obstacles, full of mountains. That's what the Bible's literally filled with. You can't name a character in the Bible without some crazy obstacle that they have to overcome. You're no different. You, you got obstacles in front of you and baby, God is going to strengthen you. He is going to give you strength in your innermost being. You got this. Do not wait this storm out. Literally, you need, you need to get a vision. Maybe you need to get away for a weekend, get a vision for 2021. Get a vision for your year. And, and I'm, I'm a key proponent for God's provision follows vision. God can only provide for the thing that he gave vision for. Provision and vision are connected. And if you don't have a vision from God, then you're just asking him to what? Provide money for your bills? Nah, he's gonna provide resources for the vision he has for your life. And he wants to download a vision for this year. And you gotta get filled with that vision. I mean, energized by that vision. I think that 2020, nothing about COVID or racism or George Floyd, none of that changed the vision that God gave me in December of 2019. So, and, and, and nothing is, nothing can, you cannot elevate any secular drama to the level that it can now trump a vision that God gave you about your year. And uh, I would say, pff, look, we we going to go. We're going to go hard until Jesus comes back. So uh, let let I mean, look, I, I know we know I know for us, we think this is difficult, but I kid you not. I've been thinking about the, the Chinese church and, and places where people are actually persecuted for the gospel. And I'm just like, ah. I'll take quarantine. Okay. I'll, I'll take this because there are people who got it way worse than me. And, and we're blessed. If you live in America with all the racism, with all the political ridiculousness, you are still blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. And I get it. This may not be our norm, but we are still abundantly blessed. And you've got, you've got all the resources you need for 2021 to be everything that God wants it to be for you this year. So I would say, Go for it. Please go for it. Please, 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 please. Yeah, please go after it. You, you want to come out of this year um, proud of how you handled uh, a year. We can't, if, 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 if you put your life on pause in 2020, don't put your life on pause for two years in a row. Don't do that. For the next 11 months of the year, go after it. Go after it with everything you got. Yeah, Pastor Manny, that 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 right there, 
pretty much kept this whole bonus content because Boom. every week, I mean, we started the first week with being with talking about rebirth and repurpose and and reshifting. Uh, we went from all the other different just ideas that we uh, we even had somebody week three. She just wrote her first book in 2020. Uh, yeah. I mean, Miss Tanisha just wrote her first Same book, as me. devotional book. And, and even you with the, going live streaming and doing different things. And, and it's so wild that in the midst of this crazy year, you see the, the all the every week of this bonus has been somebody coming on talking about. 2020 we talked about the bad we talked about the crazy we talked about the ugly but we also talked about the blessing for sure and i I really hope as people get this episode that they they are charged up that they are fired up that they are refocused to walk into because if you you like you said there's no 30-day trial we here we're not going back we can't go back we can't cash this in there's no pause we did no pause you can slow down, but there ain't no pause. It's still no. going on. Time marches this on. This is not Orange Theory. You cannot pause your membership to 2021. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, man, I, two last things. One, I, I, I want you to pray for everybody because I think that I oh, always want to end with prayer. And then two, we're going to come back and then have um, you let people know how they can connect with you and your ministry so they can continue to walk. And, and, and again, like we started this with, right? We, we want to teach you how to not we, we you know how to, we want to teach you how to fish we want to teach you how to eat we want to teach you how to feed yourself and really start to build on that um that maturity in in, in with god and so let's, let's bring it to the lord first in prayer and then we'll come back and connect god we thank you um for the breath of life that you've given us god we thank you we don't take it lightly that we are breathing right now that lord god uh, you breathed into Adam the breath of life, and he became a living being. So God, as long as there's breath in our lungs, we will thank you and we will praise you. We will magnify you. We will glorify you. Your word says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. So God, we praise you. We worship you. God, we know that there are things that didn't go our way, but that's okay. We still got breath, so we'll praise you. God, there were some disappointments last year, but it's okay. We still got breath, so we'll praise you. God, even in the middle of of a world where there's a respiratory illness trying to take away people's breath, as there's racial unrest and we're holding signs saying we can't breathe, God, your word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. How relevant. God, as long as we have breath, as long as we have breath in our bodies, that means COVID didn't get us. That means the knee of a cop didn't get us. God, we have so much to thank you for and so much to use that breath to fight for. So God, we ask that you would not just continue to sustain our breath, but give us breath tomorrow. Give us breath the next day. Give us breath the day after that. God, we rebuke all kinds of principalities and powers that would try to silence us, that would try to frustrate us, divide us. God, bring unity to your church. God, bring unity to our families. God, bring bring unity even into our inner being. God, let our spirits be united with our soul, be united with our body. There's so many people who their mind is in disagreement with their spirit and their soul is in disagreement with their body. God, can you bring us into alignment? Alignment with what heaven says about us, alignment with our purpose. God, can you bring us back in a heavenly alignment? God, for the person listening to this podcast, 
just feels like, man, I've just been doing the right thing, but I feel discouraged. I feel tired. God, would you blow wind into their sails? Give them a second wind, a second breath. God, we love you. We commit our ways to you. God, for the person listening to the podcast, who's kind of like, man, I don't have a vision. I didn't have a vision for 2020. I don't have a vision for 2021. God, would you give them eyes to see their year the way you see their year? God, would you give us your perspective? Would you give us your vision for this year? God, would you allow us to see this year the way you see us and you see the year? God, we love you. God, thank you for Nick. God, thank you for every single person listening around the world. God, thank you so much for the platform you've given us to glorify you, to magnify you. And God, we put a hedge of protection around anyone listening to this right now. God, we ask that angels would encamp around them, that Lord God, that your glory would invade their life in a supernatural way. God, we ask that you would crown our year with blessing and that goodness and mercy would follow us all the days of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you again, Pastor Manny. And I just want people to know, um, how can they connect with you and your ministry? Instagram, come on. Come on. You can follow me at Manny Arango, at M-A-N-N-Y-A-R-A-N-G-O. Uh, I'm the most active on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll it's Instagram is a portal to everything else that I'm doing. Um, literally the link in my bio will send you to all the stuff that I've got going and all the plates I've got spinning. Uh, so Instagram, follow me at Manny Arango, shoot me a DM. You can always shoot me a direct message. Um, I love to connect with people. I'm an introvert and I use social media to be social. So, uh, follow me on Instagram and, and, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, again, we just thank you so much. And for everybody listening, just hope this this bonus content has been a blessing for you. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, February 1st, 2021, February 1st, that is the season three launch of, of Vantage Point Podcast. And we're going to be kicking off a new series. And we're again, we just, just heard Pastor Randy talk about vision and finding a vision. Well, that's actually the first series that we're going to kick off season three with I'm on. called dream vision awesome we're gonna see what god truly has for us and what his plan for us and can we see each can we see ourselves past what we currently amen see? and so thank y'all again for rolling with us one more week on vantage point we'll catch you february 1st.